Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Acts chapter 12, and we're going to be reading from verse 1 to 5 together. And the title that God has laid on my heart for this last meeting of 2019, last meeting of this decade, is there's nothing that our God can't do. There is nothing that our God can't do. And we're going to read Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 5. And it says this, About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Now the early church, if you've read about the early church, if you've read the book of Acts, the early church, they had no money at that time. The early church, they didn't even have a public building where they could come together and meet in like we call church today. You know, many people think the church is a building, but, it, but it's not. We know from Scripture that the church is the people of God, the ones who have been called out by God. And, and the early church didn't even have a building to meet in. On top of that, the early church had no political clout. In other words, they didn't have favor with those in high places. You know, they, they were persecuted by those in high places, by the religious leaders and by the Roman officials. They were persecuted by them. And we see in this story here in Acts chapter 12 on this one occasion that James, one of the church leaders, he had been killed for his faith. Not because he had done anything wrong, but because he simply believed in Jesus and was preaching about Jesus' death and resurrection. He was persecuted and he had been killed for his faith. And now King Agrippa, he had seen, Herod Agrippa, he says, he had seen that this got in favor amongst all the people at that time. You know, this, it was a great response at that time. And so we see that, that now, we see that Peter, he's, he's thrown into prison. Commentators say that he was thrown into prison and he was put under arrest. And you know, this, this trial that he was about to go through, it would have been a sham because it wasn't a fair trial. He was going to get killed for his faith, just like James had been killed for his faith. In this situation, when the church's leaders, when the one leader had just been killed and another one had been arrested, how do you think the church responded to that? How would you and I respond if, you know, if, 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 you know when Pastor Rob was the pastor, how would I have responded if Pastor Rob had been thrown into prison? How would we respond if our leaders had been thrown into prison? Did they, did they panic in this situation? Did they feel like giving up because they, their leaders had been thrown into prison and killed? Did they decide that they were going to run away and hide because if their leaders were arrested, you know, they were probably going to end up being arrested and killed for their faith as well? How did the believers respond to this situation? Well, it tells us there in verse 5. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The church didn't panic, didn't run away, didn't hide. The church did the greatest thing that they could have done, which is pray. The greatest thing they could have done, which is call upon the Lord. You know, the believer's response in that difficult situation, and in fact in every situation, was 
Let's cancel everything. Let's cancel what's going on. Let's not worry about everything else that's going on. Let's shut everything down. Let's pray. Let's call upon the Lord. Let's seek him together and pray for Peter. Let's believe that God will answer our prayer and pray for Peter to be released. And as I said, this was a response of the early church. They did this whenever they faced difficulties. They would just pray. I wonder, is that our response? When we face difficulties, when we face hardships, when we go through things that we don't expect, is that our first response? Do we pray? Do we call upon God? Or do we try and work it out ourselves? Do we panic? Do we hide? Do we run away? What do we do in those moments? We see the early church, they prayed. I'm sure the early church, they remember the verse, uh, the words that Jesus said that, that we remember in Matthew 7, verse 7, where he said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened. You know, I'm sure they remember those words that Jesus has told us in every situation, and in particular in the difficult moments, we've got to pray. We've got to call upon God. But you know, we've got to think about as well exactly what they were praying about. They weren't just praying about something small and just something every day, you know, like they weren't just praying, you know, for a common cold or to, to go or, or for them to find their keys or for their house or anything like that. They were praying for these sort of things. They were praying for God to do something that was impossible, which was to release Peter from prison. They were asking God to do something that wasn't natural, something that was supernatural, that only God could do. As I said, they had no, they had no clout with the political leaders and the religious leaders at that time. So there was no way they could bribe them or, or encourage them or speak to them to try and get Peter out. This was it. This was a done deal. Peter was in prison and he was going to get killed for his faith. But they decided to call upon God and ask him to do the supernatural because they knew that our God is a supernatural God. You know, I think sometimes, in particular in the West, I, I believe we forget that. As a church, we can forget that, that God is a supernatural God. So often we try and boil God down to our level. That God is able to do, you know, just the little things. But we, we struggle to believe God to do the miraculous and for him to break through in mighty ways. But God is able God is able to heal the sick. God is able to raise the dead. God is able to release people from prison. God is a supernatural God. He is able to do it. He, is, he was able to do it in the Bible. You know, sometimes we get shocked when we read of all these incredible miracles that took place in the Bible. But you know, for the Christian, that should be the norm. The supernatural should be the norm for you and for me. You know, unfortunately, it's been made weird in our time and in our generation. People criticize it and they think it's weird and strange, but it's not because our God is a supernatural, wonder-working God. It's not crazy because our God is a God of order, not of chaos. God is a supernatural, working God. And they called upon God and they asked God to release someone who was in chains. They were praying to ask God to release Peter, who was locked in a filthy prison. And not only was he in prison, not only was he chained up, but it said that there was four different guard, types of guards who would be on rotation to watch him. 24-7, Peter was under watch in prison. This is really an impossible situation. There's no way out for him. People are watching him 24-7. He's in chains and he's about to face death. There was no way that he could come out in the natural. And I'm sure the church thought, what's the point of praying? What is the point in this? This is it's not going to happen. James has been killed. Our other leader's been killed, so it's going to happen to Peter. And in particular for Peter, because he's under prison and he's in this difficult situation. But that wasn't the response of the early church. You know, the early church believed 
that nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing, absolutely nothing is too difficult for our God. You know, one of the greatest battles that we face, especially in prayer, is that temptation to give up when things get too hard and give up when we don't see breakthrough immediately. You know, I've, I've struggled with that. Even sometimes when, when we pray for things, for God to move, even within the life of the church, sometimes I think, oh, you know, it might be easier just to give up. You know, we're never going to see this place packed out and, and all these things. We can face that temptation just because we don't see God moving right here and right now. We face that temptation. And then the enemy comes with his lie saying, it's never going to happen. God can't do it. You're never going to be free from that. You're never going to see an answer in that situation. Sometimes we can face that temptation. And sometimes as well, as I said, we can lose the energy. Sometimes we've just been praying for so long that we run out of spiritual energy. We just think, I haven't got it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I just can't keep praying anymore. That's it. I'm, I'm out of energy. I can't keep praying. I don't have enough faith anymore. And you know, it's easy for you and I to give up, isn't it? And pray. I wonder if any of you ever give up in prayer, because I know I have, about some, many things. When God is asking us not to give up, but to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, because he promised when you seek, you shall find when you knock, the door will be open. He promised that. But we're so quick to give up. You know, I'm sure, like I said, that these believers, the early church, I'm sure they felt like giving up. I'm sure in particular in this situation with Peter, it felt like packing it all in. Enough's enough, that's it. He's done for, that's it. But we see here that God stirred them to pray. As crazy as it sounded, and as impossible as the situation was, God stirred the church to pray. And what happened because of their prayers? We read it in verse 6 to 17. We're going to read it together. It says this. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's finally true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate and a servant girl named Rhoda came to him and opened it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed, so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. 
he, me he mentioned, uh, he motioned for them to be quiet, uh, to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. What happened as a result of the church praying? God broke in. There was a suddenly, and his chain, Peter, an angel appeared to, to Peter, his chains fell off. He walked out to prison. There was no earthquake or anything like that. Peter walked out to prison. He walked past the prison guards, and that was it. He was out. And then he goes to where the church were praying. And when he arrives to the place where the church were praying, the girl who answered the door was amazed. She forgets Peter's at the door. She wants to tell everybody he's here. They didn't believe her. And then all of a sudden they did. After she persisted, they went to the door. And there he was. The person they were praying for, Peter, who they'd been praying for, was in an, in a, in an impossible situation. Being set free by the power of God. God had released him. And it was in response to the church's prayers. The Lord answered their prayers and performed a miracle. You know, as we come to a conclusion tonight, and as we head into this new year, I wonder, do you have a need? Do you have a need tonight? Do you need God to break through in an area of your life? Do you need God to bring about a breakthrough as you enter into the next decade? If you do, if you have a need tonight, then be encouraged. Because I want you tonight in your faith to follow the example of the early church. If you've got a need, then don't panic, don't run away, don't hide, no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible it seems. Tonight I want to encourage you, bring that need before the Lord. Bring it before God, because God is a God who answers prayer. I love how it says in Luke chapter 1 verse 37 there, with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is too difficult. If God can release Peter from prison, then God can change your situation. God can bring breakthrough in your life. God can answer prayer. God can save that loved one. God is able to do it. There is nothing that is too difficult for our God. You know, when the people of God seek the face of God and bring their request before Him, God responds and powerful things happen. When we pray, powerful things happen. It's not by chance, it's not coincidence. God acts on the behalf of those who will seek him and put their trust in him. And I've seen it happen in my life. And I want to encourage you, he will do it in your life as well. So as you head into this new year, whatever your need is, I want to encourage you. There is nothing that our God can't do. And for us as a church, as we head into this next decade, you know, we might look at things and we might think, yeah, you know, I thought we would be packed out. You know, we're dreaming that it'd be packed out, that this, people would be getting saved week in, week out, that God would be doing something incredible in this place, and we're not quite there. I want to encourage you to trust in God. I believe that there's nothing that is impossible for our God. God can do it. God has promised it for our church. And as we head into this next decade, let's believe that God will do something that we never thought would happen, something greater beyond our imagination, something far greater than our dreams that would bring glory and honor to his name. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.